MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts can you believe we're this deep into the nfl season we gotta make every second count with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting 5 bucks on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code RICHARD. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The volume. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman podcast. Another week, another Niners victory. But at the, I mean, it had to be against my Seattle Seahawks. So this is a tough game for me to be a part of. The Seattle Seahawks fought. Uh, obviously, Geno Smith went down earlier in the week with the growing injury. So Drew Locke had to finally get his shot. Drew Locke got his shot. And he took, I would say he played pretty well. You know, he had touchdown DK early on. He had the two turnovers, but uh, he, he had to take risks down the field. He had a real good rapport with Tyler, um, got the tight ends involved. They actually got 
got the Niners with the same play the Niners got Seattle on in Seattle last season. It's kind of cool. The It's a very copycat league that we're in, clearly. Copycat league, but it was not enough to get by the San Francisco 49ers, who are now the number, have the number one seed in the playoff seeding right now above the Dallas Cowboys, who just beat the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get to that game in a second, because obviously I'm going to hear about it all week dealing with Skip Bayless. But Seattle played good. They ran the ball well. Tyler played good. But their defense actually held in there as well as you could be expected. Um, the 49ers got a little banged up throughout the game. Charverius Ward went down. Javon Hargrave went down. Drake Greenlaw went down with what looked like maybe an MCL strain or something. Uh, Oren Burks went down. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan seems to think they're going to be okay. But this Niners team, you know, that's five straight against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks got to find some answers. Um, they attacked the weaknesses of that defense. They 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 found things that people continue to find. I'm not going to mention any names, but Seattle Seahawks fans know what's going on, and they know it's pretty evident on film. And I'm sure that the staff has to see that. You have to put guys in positions to be successful. They lost Witherspoon to a back injury earlier in the game. He's a huge part of what that defense does, but they were still playing really good. They were getting stops. They were stopping the Niners for a good majority of the game. Debo Samuels, Tyshawn, Raekwon Samuel had a fantastic game. He has five touchdowns over the last two weeks, you know, because he started off the season really quiet. And now he's getting really loud. He's running the ball well. He broke the record for receivers having rushing touchdowns in the National Football League. He has the most rushing touchdowns by receiver in the National Football League's history. That's incredible. There's been a lot of great receivers that 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 take end of rounds. I mean, Percy Harvin being one of them. Um, but that's fantastic for a player who is still in his prime. I mean, just really entering his prime. Uh, another great game by Brandon Ayuk. Um, obviously, the fumble that is the play that I'm sure he wishes he could have back. But outside of that, played a fantastic game. But the guy I want to talk about, Purdy. Purdy is doing great. I mean, I, I, there's what, what else can I say about him? He should be the MVP of this, this league. And I know there's arguments for other guys. I know there's debates. But the things I want to put on for you, I want people to understand because the arguments against him are getting weaker and weaker every day. The arguments against him are he has a talented play caller. Well, I remember Bill Walsh being a talented play caller. He has talent all around him. I remember Joe Montana and Steve Young having the greatest receiver of all time, while also having Roger Craig, John Taylor. I mean, they had guys that could get the job done. I mean, a Hall of Famers. But when he has a good play caller and he has guys that are getting the job done, then it's it, it means he's not a good player. I, I don't I don't really get that. What he is is the most efficient quarterback in the game right now. Most efficient. He's had seven consecutive games with 70% completion percentage. Only been done by a couple people. I think it was Drew. Uh, Drew Brees did it. Uh, I got I to get the whole list. But he's having a season that if, if, he was, if he was Zach Wilson and he was drafted with the number two pick overall and had all these expectations, we'd be talking about him as, of course, he's the MVP. And he's, he's going to be take over the league. And he's going to be this guy. For the next 10, 15 years, and we're talking about him potentially being an all-pro this year, the MVP, 
you know, in the face of the league going forward. But instead, because he's Mr. Irrelevant, you guys want don't want to give him credit. Give him credit. He's second in the league in yards right now. Uh, he's up there in touchdowns. He's leading one of the best offenses. You should listen to his players talk about him. The defenses that he shreds every week. I mean, the interception he had this week was really just a miscommunication between him and the receiver. Went off the receiver's hands into the defender's hands. Okay, it happens like that sometimes. But 25 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. I mean, 30, 3,500 yards already. I mean, they 3,500 yards already. There's still four games left. There's still four games left in the season. And he has 3,500 yards. So if he gets if he gets another 1,500 yards in four games, which, I mean, that's a little stretch. It's a little reachy, but, I mean, it could happen. And they go 300 a game, that's 1,200. He'd have to have 400-yard games. So unlikely, but still, for a guy that was mystery relevant, now has a 15-3 and record in the games that he started and finished. I mean, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Dak Prescott is having an unbelievable season. No question about it. There's no question about it. But they've gone head-to-head. They've gone head-to-head, and Brock Purdy's team won by 32 points. So you got to take that into account. But that's my that's my two cents. CMC deserves to be Offensive Player of the Year as well. I mean, there are a lot of things there. They have a fantastic team. And now for this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm, this week, it's Debo Samuel because he made it look so easy versus the Seattle Seahawks. Debo finished with seven receptions for a season high, 149 receiving yards and a receiving T- TD. Also added the rushing TD to take him over the hump, break the record, the NFL record that was in place. He has really turned into a different beast. They found his rhythm. He talked about how he was all out of, out of shape last year and he put some things on tape that he never wanted to put on tape again. Oh, boy, has he come back with a vengeance. And he's putting he's putting everybody on notice right in time for this streaky run that you got to have right before the playoffs. I'm sure he's going to be playing some inspired football. He talked about being more inspired to play for somebody because he has a son. So you better be careful. And this has been Making It Look Easy, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529. Winning in the NFL is hard, but hiring Morgan and Morgan is easy. But you know what's not easy is me going into work tomorrow. Me going into work tomorrow, dealing with Skip Bayless, hearing about how the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 33-13 to in Dallas. He called it. He called it. He called it. He said they would come in. He said they're better than the Eagles. The Eagles have looked really rough these past couple games. I mean, against the Philadelphia, I mean, against the San Francisco 49ers and now the Dallas Cowboys, uh, what, what, they've given up, what, 75 points and and scored 32? So they're getting outscored 75 to 32? I mean, that doesn't seem like the championship team that I thought they were. Their defense has been getting run on, they've been giving up passes. I mean, Dak Prescott has been having an unbelievable season, but they, he was out there, looked like he was routes on air, like he was going against the scout team yesterday. Um, Jalen Hurts has struggled mightily in a lot of these games. Uh, 
really got a lot of his stuff in garbage time. He had five rushes for 30 yards, but he had the costly fumble early in the game. I mean, they were fumbling the ball left and right, and they had fumbled in the game before in Philly, but all those balls bounced right back to him. DeAndre Swift bounced right back to him. Uh, Jalen Hurts bounced right back to him, and this week it did not bounce to him. A.J. Brown had nine catches for 94 yards, but he had to fumble again. Hassan Reddick had two sacks. Fletcher Cox had a sack that led to a forced fumble and a touchdown on defense. The Philadelphia offense didn't even score a touchdown. So you got to give all the credit in the world to the Cowboys defense and what they were able to do. Micah Parsons had the early sack. Dak Prescott, 271, 24-39, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard would probably one of his best games of the season, only 59 yards rushing on 16 carries. Jake Ferguson looked like a complete beast. Um, C.D. Lamb, six catches for 71 yards. Nothing crazy, but he he was get, picking up very important first downs throughout the game. <sighs> I mean, they look good. They look really good. The Dallas Cowboys look like a team that that is going to be competitive later on in this season. I do not think they have enough to beat the San Francisco 49ers, but that's just me. They are sitting at the number two seed in the NFC right now. They have some really tough games coming up against the Bills in Buffalo, against the Dolphins in Miami. They got Detroit coming to Dallas, but right now they look like look like the class one of the in the class of the NFC. A definite definite contender. Um, C.D. Lamb is playing like one of the best receivers in the National Football League. That defense has played, showed up in big waves. They're bringing zero pressures. They put pressure on Jalen Hurts all night, uh, made him make quick decisions. He was not accurate in those situations. So, I mean, it's it's Cowboys ascending, Eagles descending right now. That's how it goes sometimes. It's that holiday time of the year again. Looking for something different for that favorite person on your list? Think Game Time. Tickets for sports, concerts, and comedy shows all make a fantastic gift this year, even if it's last minute. The best way to get tickets to any of these games this month is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticket app in the US. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. They let you see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in prices show your total upfront, so you always know you're getting a great deal. And it takes no time at all. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code SHERMAN for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SHERMAN, that's S-H-E-R-M-A-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. eBay Motors is here for the ride. I remember when I got my first 1988 hoopty and I got in a little fender bender early on. I was so proud of my first car. You know, I'm rolling around, you know, looking around like, I'm mobile. It's a 1988, then you get in the fender bender and you're devastated. My light was hanging off. Thankfully, my dad is a jack of all trades. He got me back on the road. I was still rolling, so I was good. Because at that point, it's about getting from A to B. That's it. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices 
you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, my goodness, what a win. They got the win over Kansas City. I mean, that's one they always want in Kansas City. That's a rare, that's a rarity. You know, that's one that I think meant a lot to Josh Allen. I'm sure it meant a lot to this team. Uh, Buffalo Bills defense holding Kansas City under 20 points. Um, so there was a lot of speculation, a lot of a lot of people upset, up in arms about the the Kadarius Tony play where he's standing offsides and they're like, he should have got warned. They should have warned. Why would they warn him? They don't warn the DNs, the D tackles before they call, call neutral zone infractions. They just throw the flag. After the ball gets snapped, they throw the flag. You have the opportunity to check with the referee. We saw the play earlier in the year where Terry McLaurin checked with the referee. The referee gave him a thumbs up. You're doing great. And then as soon as the ball snapped, he threw the flag. So it is what it is. You clearly are looking at the ball. You clearly are offsides. It is what it is. It's a mistake. I'm sure they'll get it corrected. The Kansas City Chiefs offense just has looked very pedestrian. Um, and Buffalo's defense has looked a lot better since they've gotten Rasul Douglas into the fold. So um, Josh Allen has played well, but the Chiefs are two and six in their last six. I mean, two and four in their last six games. The first time they've had back to back losses since 2021. Um Mahomes was pretty upset after this after this game and after everything that happened. He was, but he wasn't. This wasn't his greatest game. He was twenty five of forty three for two seventy one and a touchdown and an interception. They didn't run the ball well. Travis Kelsey had a good game. Rashi Rice had a solid game, um, but they never looked really comfortable. They never looked comfortable. Josh Allen, um, he threw the interception. He threw a touchdown. He he had a similar game to Pat Mahomes, except. He was moving the ball on the ground, got the ball to James Cook, who had a really, really good game, probably his best game of his career. Stephon Diggs was relatively quiet, and Buffalo was still able to eke out the win. I, I hate that games like this come down to the referees and, and people talking about the controversial call instead of talking about these defenses that both played pretty well against two elite quarterbacks. That's the thing that I don't understand when we talk about this quarterback argument and you talk about Brock Purdy because they talk about the down games he had. It's the NFL. Everybody's going to have down games. Patrick Mahomes is the best, best quarterback in the National Football League, and that's hard to debate. And he has off games. He's had off games this season. He's had games this season where he's passed for under 200 yards and his team wasn't that effective and his defense picked him up and they won the game. But 
He was a first-round draft pick. He has won Super Bowls. He's won MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs. He deserves that leeway and that credit. But don't take it away from players because they don't have those things. Well, because they weren't a first-rounder like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has one playoff game. He's only in his second year. He's a second-year player. Like, come on. There's second-year first-rounders we're still giving a benefit of the doubt to. But this, but this guy, you're like, mm, this is pretend. I don't think so. But Buffalo Bills, huge win for them. The Chiefs got to figure it out because if it wasn't for – if it wasn't for a, 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 the the awful start that Denver had to start the season, they would be ooh, they they're, they're still nipping at their heels. I think Denver's only one game back of Kansas City for the division lead in the AFC West. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, the Chargers don't have a chance because they don't they don't want to play football right now. But the AFC North, I mean, AFC West is is crazy. And it's getting crazier, just like the AFC South. Uh, AFC South has, I think, two two playoff teams, three playoff teams right now uh, in the seeding. And, and it's going to be great going forward. The Chiefs have the Patriots going forward. I, they should win that game. The Bills have the Cowboys. That's going to be a dog fight. I can't wait to see it. But let's talk about the dog fight that was the L.A. Rams at Baltimore. Baltimore's offense, like I told you guys, has been up and down. It's irky-jerky. But what a day for OBJ. He had a heck of a day. He looked like the old OBJ. He ran this dig and go. I, I, boy, that was one of the cleanest routes. People talk about you look like your old self. And then everybody was talking about the Tyreek play where he, where he switched shoulders last minute. Well, Odell just did the same thing in this game. A touchdown. He looked good throughout the whole game. Four catches for 97 yards and a touchdown. Huge. Lamar Jackson, 24 for 43 for 316, three touchdowns passing, one interception, a 92.8 passer rating, uh, 11 rushes for 70 yards. He had a huge impact on this game, and he would not let his team lose. On the other side, Matthew Stafford had a really good game. He threw for 23 for 41 for 294, three touchdowns, 103 passer rating. Kyron Williams ran the ball 25 times for 114. This was a complete game. This was Cooper Cup. Might have been one of his best games of the season. Eight catches for 115 and a touchdown. Puka Nakua, impact player for the Rams, kept him in the game all night. Five receptions for 84 yards. Akello Witherspoon. Niner fans aren't going to want to hear this, but Akello Witherspoon is out there strapping. He looks like one of the best corners in the National Football League, and he needs to get his flowers for how he's been playing this year. Sometimes it takes... You know, everybody blossoms at different times. Everybody gets to their rhythm at different times, different spaces. Maybe this is the right system, the right place. They believe in him, and he is thriving. I love to see it. Akello Witherspoon had a great game um, against the Ravens, but at the end of the day, it came down to a punt return. And that punt return, <laughs> Tylen Wallace with the walk-off punt return, the fourth walk-off punt return, in NFL history, but it's the second this season because everybody saw when the Jets, um, Xavier Gibson had to walk off, and it, it's a cool play. It's really cool play. It's a, a lot of grit. Everybody grinding. Um, heartbreak for the Rams because they're right there in playoff contention. They're right there in the hunt, and this would have been a huge win for them unexpectedly, but they didn't get it. They got the Commanders next week. The Ravens are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That AFC race is heating up. It's going to be crazy. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. 
Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Looked like he was going to be out multiple weeks, a month. I mean, the way he walked off the field last week, you would have thought, man, he may not play again this season. And then he practices Thursday? I don't know. Seems a little dramatic now. <laughs> like, when, when you do all that, and you, it's almost like that when Paul Pierce got, got carted off, you know, I mean, got wheelchaired away and then came back in the game and played. It's like, you can't get, you can't get in a wheelchair and then come back and play. 10, 15 minutes later. I mean, you got it. At that point, just stay out the game. Like, because this is crazy. Because that means you being way too dramatic. Trevor Lawrence came back, was 28 of 50, threw some costly interceptions early, found his rhythm, threw for three touchdowns. Um, They didn't run the ball well, and Jacksonville has run the ball well for the majority of this season. But this Browns defense is tough to deal with. and they played well. They played well. Greg Newsom had an interception. Martin Emerson had Jr. had two interceptions. Sedarius Smith had a sack. But Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, man. <laughs> Round of applause for Joe Flacco. To come off the couch, to come off the couch. This is the second week off the couch. He threw for 311, three touchdowns and one interception. He was eating Doritos and drinking Coronas on his couch two weeks ago. Now he has Cleveland believing they're going to have a shot in this playoffs. That defense is playing better because they believe they have a chance to win. He's the fourth quarterback, starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns to win a game this season. This team is resilient. They got a lot of fight to them. And Jacksonville, they're still in control of the AFC North. I mean, the AFC South, because 
the Indianapolis Colts lost and the Houston Texans lost and CJ Stroud left with a concussion. You hope that he's okay. Um, but man, they are losing games. They are losing games. And there aren't a lot of answers. You, you're They're thankful, I'm sure, that Trevor Lawrence isn't seriously hurt. He's going to keep giving them a chance. But they have the Ravens next week. That defense is one of the best in the National Football League, the lowest scoring defense in the National Football League, or at least one of them because San Francisco 49 And if they don't get their stuff together, I mean, they could go from this division champion to missing the playoffs in a flash. The Browns have the Bears, but the Bears are showing signs of life. I don't know why. I mean, Bears, why are y'all winning? I mean, I I feel you. You want to show we got talent, but your your draft position gets worse every time, and you're not gonna win anything this year. So, but whatever. Sorry for a different day. Players are gonna play. They beat the Detroit. The Bears beat Detroit today. Huge win for them. Detroit. I don't know what you're doing. This is why. This is why I hate putting Detroit in my power rankings. Every time I put them in the power rankings. This is what this is what they do to me. Sheesh. Speaking of Denver, the Denver Broncos are now seven and six after starting the season one and five. That's incredible. That's incredible. And Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and Vance Joseph all deserve a ton of credit for what they've done to turn this team around. This defense has played really well. They held the Chargers to seven points. They've held, uh, I mean, they've been a top five scoring defense since that 70-point debacle uh, against the Miami Dolphins. They have been lighting the world on fire. If they make it in these playoffs, they're going to give somebody a tough out. They're going to give somebody a really tough out, whether it's the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills. If they make it, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, this is not a team the Kansas City Chiefs want to play. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs already. And this is the first road division win since October 2019. This team is playing inspired. Justin Herbert leaves the game with a fractured index finger. I mean, I mean, they could do it. They could do it. They've only they've won six of the last seven, and and the the other game was a was a dog fight. Um, they're only one game back in the AFC West. Russell Wilson was 21 of 20, 33 for two touchdowns, 224 yards, had the interception, but played one of his best games. Javante Williams is running the ball well. There were a couple of throws to Cortland Sutton where he looked like he looked like a monster. They need to keep feeding Cortland Sutton. He can play. Um, but again, a, a head scratcher for Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. I I I can't imagine Brandon Staley's gonna keep keep coaching. Um with these kind of performances where you, 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 your defense doesn't hold up and your offense doesn't score points. I, I mean, it's been this way for a number of years. The Chargers are now five and eight. I mean, what else can you say? Uh, I mean, congratulations to Keaton Allen. He's the fastest player to, uh, to 900 receptions. He's a, he's a guy that I expect to be a Hall of Famer or a guy I competed against. I have a lot of respect for, so congratulations to Keenan Allen, but I just, I'm frustrated for him that he's in this situation because he deserves to be on a winning team in a winning organization and chance to compete for Super Bowls, and this organization just hasn't given him that. But this Broncos defense, they were stellar, and that's why they are this week's Uber Eats almost 
almost perfect defense. This is this is the segment of the show where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the week's most dominating performance. The Denver Broncos clearly did that. They held the Chargers to seven points. They had six sacks, an interception, and a fumble. The Chargers went 0 for 12 on third down and 1 for 6 on fourth down. Again, I don't know. I think they're going to have a new coach at the end of the year, but I don't call the shots. I'm not Dean Spanos, but maybe he listens to the show. Maybe he should. Um, because this Denver defense, they went to work. Um, they've been playing outstanding. Vance Joseph was was in a bit of a hot seat early on because of the 70 points, and rightfully so. You give up 70 points in a ball game, you're going to be on the hot seat. But this defense, from that point forward, they put their foot down, they traded away some pieces, and they have been one of the best defenses in the National Football League week in and week out. And that is why they're this week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, you can order almost, almost anything you want with Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL order now. Well, that's this week's week 14 breakdown summary. I know everybody missed my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, people get under the weather. They get obligations. People are busy. But I still gave you what you needed. I'm still here for you. If you're new to the show, hit that sub button. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you spending this Sunday night, this Monday morning, whenever you're watching the show with us. We appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And we'll see you on Tuesday with a special guest. Thank you for joining us. It's been another Richard Sherman podcast. See you next time. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people 
It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.